All right. Everybody ready to go? I am ready. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Autobots, come out to play, yay! <laughs> Autobots, come out to play, yay! I'm David. Can you dig it? Yes, this is the final episode of Transformers Prime Season 2, The Exciting Conclusion. Yeah, and they... Oh, the very last episode! So, so we get to go on to the next series next, uh, as we're following the Japanese viewing order. Are we, wait. Yes, we're following the Japanese viewing order, which is why we have never talked about Transformers the movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, no, sorry. They got it in, like, what, 1989 or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they got... They got Season three first, there was like, um, what was it? Was it Scramble City? I think was the OVA. Yes. That covered somehow details in between. Yes. With, uh, Omega Supreme and Combiner and nonsense. And then they had season three and eventually they got the movie. But yeah, they didn't get the movie as like part of standard continuity. They just mm-hmm. got it as sort of an additional thing later as like a roadshow thing oh so it's like a special event that kind of like i guess kind of like the fathom events now you know like we get anime movies Mm. sometimes they got transformers the movie kind of like that Mm. so yeah they didn't get it as part of standard continuity though so this is darkest hour starring gary oldman as winston churchill speaking of (laughs) no speaking of transformers the movie uh i guess they they realized they were like between some some dialogue in the last episode and this episode, which we get in the the previously on. Uh, I guess they got to the end of season two and realized they hadn't met their quota of Transformers the movie references, and and they needed to <laughs> yeah. stick a few in there. So I guess they decided maybe naming an episode "Darkest Hour" would count for like two or three, uh, and then <laughs> Prime got to got to say a line. Yes. So, previously on Transformers Prime, everybody went to Cybertron, they uh, they got the Omega Lock, all, they put the keys in, they got all ready to go, and then... Uh, they committed mass murder. Oh yeah, there was a, a bunch of souls were extracted. <laughs> Holy moly, guys. And then the Decepticons committed some light child abduction. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we're all committing horf- horrific war crimes here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so so it's a big old standoff. And, and again, so the kids are in these canisters that, that look sort of like the, the bank, the old bank tube canisters, except with a handle on top. Uh, and it's been pointed out that if these are open, the children will die in an instant, uh, which I take issue with because I think it would take at least like a few seconds. But <laughs> maybe a minute. I mean, have they not seen Chernobyl? <laughs> oh. Even when things are very, very, very bad, it takes a couple minutes. I'm I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, like the the opening scene of The Rock when. Uh, Ed Harris and the and uh, his crew are trying to steal like that nerve gas, uh-huh. a- and the one guy ends up like locked in a room and breaks some, so they just have to leave him behind as his like skin melts. 
Yeah, but see, even that's not instant. That takes a moment. No. Okay, fine. And you, maybe, you know, because it is ostensibly a kid show, you can't have Megatron talking about how, you know. They're going to suffer. Yes. I open this and they'll be puking up their organs. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's not that much of a kid's show, but they've, they've got to at least, they're, they're, they can have mass murder, but slow, torturous deaths of human characters are not allowed. Torture of human characters is okay, as long as they're adults, apparently. Yes. Uh, as, as we learned from Agent Fowler in season one. Yes. And also, uh, it is also okay to hurl a guy to his doom for a sight gag. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. But I mean, in their defense, that was hilarious. It was, it was very pretty good. Anyway, so they will die instantly if they are exposed to Cybertron's atmosphere. Yeah. And also, Starscream's being a real creep here and, like, scraping his claws against Jack's uh, people jar. <laughs> yes, and, and he says, not quite the warriors come out to play. He says, um, something like, Jack, would you like to come out to play or something? It's close, but not exactly yeah. the same. He doesn't quite tink the glass, but he scrapes it. It's yes. It's a reference. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure Starscream is, is very much enjoying having RC's human to to taunt. Yeah. And I think I blew out my audio by using the bottle clinking. Everything is a small squiggle now. Damn it. Microphones. Oh, oh no. David. <laughs> Are you sure it's not your cat? <laughs> no, the cat has been escorted out this week. Aw, cat. So... So Jack is all, no, no, listen, sacrifice us, you know, save your planet, it's okay. And no, because Optimus Prime is Optimus Prime, he's all, well, you know, we we will not sacrifice our human friends for our own planet. And so they hand over the keys. Ah, Prime, this is why you, this is why evil will always win, because good is stupid. Good is trusting is the problem. Although, I mean, they do, in fact, hand over their people jars. Yeah, well... Yes, though, I did note that that there were only three kids and four keys, but two kids into it, they declare that Jack is clearly worth two keys, which, I mean, I guess... I mean, he's the one that you gave the the key to Vector Sigma to. Yeah. He, He had the Matrix. He gets to... He's worth two. Honestly, he's more of a three key. We would have given you the girl for free. She's driving us nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a real ransom a red chief thing happening here. <laughs> yes. Oh, and um, uh, Knockout says, you first, the big boy, when he's offering to trade Nico to Bulkhead. I mean, listen, we, know, we know he's into bears. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, just, we do. He's continuing to be the, the, the sassy gay villain, but oh. 
You still have to Which is impressive when Starscream is there. Yes, it is impressive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it it is a little unfortunate that he is kind of stereotypically Disney villain gay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a gay villain, but generally you're only gay, you're only gay-coded characters are usually your villains. Yeah, I mean, so. to be fair, part of the problem, too, with when, with the whole, like, gay-coded villain thing is that frequently it's just entirely subtextual. Whereas, you know, if you could actually have some actual explicit representation, that would be okay. Yeah, the, the, but, the, uh, the problem so... is that's the only representation, and it's a mockery of gay yes. stereotypes for a character who isn't explicitly gay. And it's also kind of gay baiting. Yeah. But I, I feel like, again, as I've said before, nobody has a romantic arc in this series. So no. I can sort no. of allow him. He probably had as much of one with breakdown as anybody had with anybody. So yeah, I'll allow that he is at least, you know, as as actually gay as anyone. Yeah. And they, they maybe imply it a little with Bulkhead and Wheeljack. Yeah. Well, there's, a little, yeah there's a little bit of subtext there, and, and there's the, the whole creepy arachnid RC thing. Yes. <laughs> the point is, there's a lot, a lot of queer baiting in this series, and we get a little more of it here with, yeah. with Knockout and Bulkhead. <laughs> Please, please don't objectify me, knockout. <laughs> just, just take your damn key. Yes, just give me my child and take your key. Yes. Anyway, back on Earth, Marky Post. Yay! More voice Yay! actors to pay. We have not seen her since quite some time. Since like the beginning. We haven't of the seen season. her since. Yes, the beginning, the uh, the three parter that kicked off the season. That was the last time uh, oh. we had any indication that Jack had a mom. Wow! Played by night, not only a mom, but a mom played by Night Court's Marky Post. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a long time to to go without any momming. Well, indeed, it's been quite a long time since she has gone without seeing her son. So she calls Ratchet and is like, "Ah, hey, giant space robot, have you seen my son?" And he is, he really brushes her off. I mean, he is not really aware of the danger here, but he's a real dick. Well, he also, I mean, he apparently can't contact, whether through space interference or something Soundwave is doing. He doesn't know what's going on on Cybertron right now, but he knows that it's not great. So he's freaking out a little bit about that. He says something about wanting to leave the, the communications open. I kind of feel like if I was her and I'm like, okay, I have a son who hangs out with these space robots who are occasionally in danger from other evil space robots. My son has disappeared and no one has seen him. Maybe he got kidnapped by the evil alien space robots. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a fairly logical conclusion. Which, yeah, then she should probably do exactly what she does, as we'll see. But yes, she's concerned. 
And yeah, it turns out she is 100% right. I mean, it's either that or he is off somewhere with Miko. And quite frankly, the Decepticons are probably the better, uh, probably <laughs> the best case scenario there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so on Cybertron, the uh, Decepticons all make like a nuclear submarine captain and turn their keys. <laughs> yep. Conveniently, there's yep. only four of them. Yep. Yes. Well, they got rid of the extra. We brought four guys, four keys. Yep. I mean, then, you know, there'd be a fight over who would get to turn the key. Hmm. Would it just be Starscream against Knockout? Yes, because it would. I feel like it would just be Starscream no, against Knockout. Because Soundwave doesn't care. Dreadwing definitely doesn't care. And Megatron really doesn't care either. <laughs> but they would just hold theirs because they're not giving it to one of them. Yes. Decepticons. So they fire this thing at a at a busted ass building. It turns into a shiny building. Ooh, in ah. fact, Knockout says shiny. Yes, it's it's like uh, Superman's rebuilding the Great Wall of China <laughs> vision from Superman Four. Yeah, exactly. So you know, Prime's all right. Okay, Megatron, you win. Whatever, rebuild Cybertron. I I don't care anymore. Just give me, just, you know, let us go back to Earth. And we'll be fine. Give us our children. Well, I mean, they already us. have the children at this point. They're still in their convenient cans. Yes. Uh, still mint in can. <laughs> yes. Like Pringles. Ah, <laughs> uh, Pringles. Now I want Pringles. But, well, Megatron at least is honest with Prime. That, no, you don't really want to go back to Earth because it's not going to be safe because guess where we're shooting the beam next? Yeah, that place is going to be a real shithole in like two minutes. You're going to want to stay here. A shiny new They're going to city of steel the place, <laughs> and they're going to take Prime and turn him into an alligator robot and just put his arm on the side of a building. <laughs> It'll be a whole thing. So you, and hey, you should keep those kids here. They're going to be collector's items pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be rare and hard to find. Going to have to wait a while till you start making more of them, though. Yeah, you're going to need a few years. Let them ripen up first. Ew. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, so they this is, I think, almost word for word, the description that they use uh, when they're talking about the Genesis device in Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Mm -hmm. What? We're, I, I don't understand. Do you, are, you, are you implying that they're making a reference to a movie other than Transformers the movie? <laughs> Do other movies exist? Well, it is a movie that came out in the 80s. Yeah, I guess that and The Warriors is also a movie that came yes. out in the 80s. So, okay. I guess those are allowed. So, the, the needs of the mini-cons outweigh the needs of the fleshlings? Uh, yes. Yes. Anyway, so Prime is, you know, he's this isn't going to happen on his watch, so he just beats up a bunch of uh, Viacons. Gets out his magic, stupid video game power sword. Yep, and just... Uh, Holds down the A button for a couple seconds to charge his attack. Well, he, he, this isn't even, the, like, charging his attack. He just uh, straight up Ponda Baba's uh, Megatron here. Oh, yeah, he chops his arm. Wait, yep. does, so... does Megatron have his sword back, or does he just randomly chop his hand off? I can't remember. No, he does have the sword, because he's uh, he's got the sword in the uh, 
in his dead guy arm, and he just chops that dead guy arm right off. Yep. I mean, Prime was probably kind of offended by that dead well, guy arm, yeah, so that's that's reasonable. And then, and then Starscream actually tries to stop Mega or stop Prime by shooting missiles at him. He's brave. What the hell? It's and then he gets his face stepped on. Yes, he gets his face yeah. stepped on. It, it, Starscream. Starscream has definitely fallen into line in these last couple episodes, so yeah. that's, I, I guess, a good thing, except then we go back to Patch, where he makes that comment about, hey, you, don't you, you know, you just beat me up a bit, and I fall right back into line, and I'm like, oh, domestic it's violence. Like it, uh. it almost feels like Starscream's been brainwashed since the cortical patch thingy, because he's ridiculously loyal, even if he's faking it here. Like, he, He's, he's, he's braver, more loyal. It, it doesn't feel like the same Starscream. Uh, he, he he joins in when everybody's doing their Dr. Evil laugh. Yeah. Yes. He gets his face stepped on because apparently Optimus Prime recently watched early episodes of Bubble Suit Gundam and did a... Yes. Is that a thing? Well, yeah. Um, In the, the, uh, the Black Tri-Stars... Three guys in um, Dom mobile suits, big black hover skirt thingies. They have a combo attack where three of them run at the Gundam. The Gundam jumps up, steps on one of them, and slashes at another. So you're saying, and did you say these are Doms? Yes, Doms. Because Uh, the one guy getting his face stepped on is clearly a sub. Is he like Thank into you. the face stepping? I I I think sometimes in some I don't know if it's just a translation a dub thing or not, but sometimes they are called domes, but it yeah. is spelled D O M. Usually, yeah. So, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, well, um, Megatron. No, doesn't Megatron step on Starscream's face, and we see it again in a patch in one of the things? I think. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh. So he, <laughs> yes. he is very much a step on me, daddy. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is, is Megatron? I, I think. Is Megatron a daddy? I feel like Step on Me Daddy fully sums up Starscream and Megatron's <laughs> relationship in this series. Uh, anyways. Anyway, so, so Optimus uses his video game power up Beam Sword to just blast the space bridge. So the, the beam cuts out. Uh, Prime or Prime get and the rest get bridged back by Ratchet, and uh, you know they they get back there and Ratchet is very upset to find out that the Omega Lock has been destroyed. Oh, he's yes. so pissed! Like, oh, we needed that. Oh, the the, the pathos. Oh yeah, because um, Jeffrey Combs uh-huh. has given us all. It's the sixth, we need, or I needed that, we needed that. He, he's gone from I am Groot to we are Groot now. But it's only the sixth one in the entire series, yes. and I had to go back so many pages. Like, it has been, I don't think, I forget if there were any at all other in this season. Or it was like at the beginning of this season. And it's kind of a very, I like. I sworn it happens so much. It's kind of like a very Generation 1 comics ratchet kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except it he's is. saying this to Optimus Prime instead of saying it before trying to get Megatron to kill him again. 
Yeah, it's uh, oh, the, the I love suicidal comic book Ratchet. Pathos and emotion that that he's pure anguish in Ratchet that, that this was our last chance to save Cybertron to go home and you threw it away because But these things He's giving this whole speech about how this is what, you know, all all that we've fought for is for nothing and I'm like you didn't even know this thing existed a week ago. Like, <laughs> calm down. Fair. You weren't fighting for this thing a month ago. You were just, you're just back to where you were before. But yeah, I, dude's upset. Dude's, dude's gonna be a little less upset in a minute though, but dude's upset now. It's kind of like um, that episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine where the normally stoic Detective Diaz gets a puppy. Oh, and she says, that, you know, I've only had Arlo for a day and a half. But if anything happened to him, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. Yeah. It's like that, but <laughs> yes. with the Omega Lock. Yes. Only Ratchet doesn't actually kill anyone. He, he just wants t- t- explanation for why, why, why. So sad, so angry. Oh, and at, at, at this point, uh, I... And, and Jeffrey Combs is great here. Yeah, he, oh, so good. Best acting, maybe the best acting he's done in the whole show. Mm. I mean, he's been good. It is very, it's show. either that or the episode where he was like all hyped up on robot steroids. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, but like, I, I wasn't sure where this episode was going to end because... Well, if this had been a Beast Wars season finality, it would have ended with opening the portal and Megatron shooting the beam, because, hey, hey, the Decons have won, the Autobots have lost. But it, it just keeps... It yes. feels like there's a series We're, of, oh, you could end it here, points, from now on. And it keeps getting worse, because, yeah. indeed, they get a call from Agent Fowler, who's all, listen, have you guys, like, taken a look outside? <laughs> yes. So, so they look outside and apparently what that beam did, it didn't just like turn, it didn't just go key to vector sigma, which I'd like to point out, I, I can never get over just te- the, the whole cyber forming thing. That's, that's the key to vector sigma. And instead of just like making part of the desert metal, it has constructed this massive fortress, which is pretty impressive to do with a beam from space. Yeah, it is a bit much. Yes. So yes, there's now this enormous Decepticon fortress stretching to the sky outside of the Autobots base. <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah. And so this means that not only have the uh, have the Decepticons figured out where the kids live, they also know where the Autobots live. <gasps> dun dun dun. Gasp. So we we cut to we, the the nemesis comes into frame and cut to Megatron giving a big speech talking about how Optimus Prime sucks so bad because he destroyed the Omega Lock, <laughs> and now Cybertron is boned forever and it's all his fault. Yeah. So now he rallies a bunch of vehicles we've never seen before. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Um, and there's like a white one in there at some point. I mean, I guess because all the other ones got genocided. Yeah, by the they're, they're like the elite guard or whatever. Yeah, um, they're a vehicle. Upgraded looking. They, they're they they were released in Japan, but not in America, as far as I know. And they look more like um. I think uh, we got a legend scale one. Well, that doesn't really yeah. count. They, they look a little bit, a little bit like a Cylon, and a little bit like Rom Space Knight. Yes, they're 
<laughs> they're a little like I thought they were kind of like auto troopery, mm-hmm. which is the the only thing to carry over from Kiss players into other continuities. The only thing worth carrying over, anyway. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're attacked by so the you know the, he he commands his troops to transform and rise up. Yay! Yay! Said the thing. <laughs> and indeed, I think Stephen Melching, who wrote this episode, did write um, several episodes. Oh, he didn't write any episodes of Animated. My mistake. No. Oh. Wrote a bunch of episodes of Beast Machines. Oh, oh that's right. But no Animated. Yeah. Aww. Oh, and so since those after him, a bunch of yeah, Starscream flies off and says, "Follow me, my armada." Which was cute. Yes. But, but jets, a, a group of jets are not an armada. I mean, listen, They're according a, to Transformers the movie, one dude armada. is an armada. So, uh, yeah. you know, this is at least closer. <laughs> you can't just go around calling things an armada. <laughs> they can and they will. <laughs> it's like a squadron. This is your squadron. It's not your armada. <laughs> Go on, I'll just be here crying for the English language. <laughs> yeah, so the so the Autobots are just, you know, they're going to get back into the base and they are going to book it out of there. But Fowler has decided that he is going to, I guess, kill himself by just getting into his dinky little helicopter and fighting these Decepticons. It's like a, what is it, like a Huey? Like the like old, a, it, like... Vietnam helicopter. Yeah, I, I expect the, the MASH theme to start playing when this thing's taken off. And he's flying this thing around like it's, I mean, it's hovering, but he's flying it around like it's some kind of actual maneuverable kind of <laughs> helicopter. And I'm, I'm just thinking all he's gonna do, the only thing he can possibly hope to accomplish is to give some random new Decepticon a Huey alt mode. <laughs> and yet he does manage to I kill mean, some of the, like, these Vehicons, they, they look cool, but some of them are taken out by the little tiny Vulcan gun attached to the bottom of his helicopter. A few rounds. Yeah. I mean, he's going to find out that suicide is, in fact, not painless. <laughs> but he won't find that out because he's going to get back up. That's right. And indeed, just when it appears that he is about to be eaten by a bunch of big robot bugs. Uh, oh, yeah, in- they're still around. In comes Wheeljack in the jackhammer, like like Han Solo at the end of Star Wars. Yeah, just flying down from the clouds, and and Ratchet is very happy to see him. And I mean, Bulkhead is initially very happy. <laughs> He's the first one to be very happy to see him, but also Ratchet is happy to see him. I mean, so my, my ship is back, and Ratchet is very surprised to see him because he's all, uh, "Hey, remember the last time we ran into each other, and uh, kind of decided we hated you and wanted you to die." Um, kind of raised your back. Yeah, but he he's very excited about it. My my triage ship lives on. <laughs> uh, and uh, meanwhile, uh, June Darby has been off doing stuff. Uh, she like she saw driving that driving to the base. Yeah, she's just going to drive there. I guess to you know maybe they showed up and Ratchet just isn't calling me back. She saw the event at the end of an early Marvels movie with a big blue laser shooting up into the sky. Well, yeah, big down from the sky, big blue beam of light. Oh, oh, geez, I better call the Suicide Squad or something. <laughs> I better drive out there myself in my late two thousands 
Ford Taurus. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I can what? get Deadshot's autograph. <laughs> I've seen that movie. I'm still not sure what the deal with that blue beam was. I actually haven't. It's not I good. I don't. I don't remember. That's it. what I hear. No, the, the the next one should be good. Yay! Because they're going to be like some kind of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you mean the Suicide Squad? Yes. My well, director, isn't Dave Batista going to be in it? No, he was supposedly he was going to be in it, but he's not actually ended up going to be in it. I forget who he was supposed to be. Oh, right, actually, is all right. Uh, John Cena is going to be in it, and I don't think you can have more than one what? wrestler in a movie without it being. I think he's going to be in it. Maybe they have like a contract oh, where if you it. have more than one wrestler in a movie, it has to be produced by WWE. Exactly. Yeah, that might be true. To be quite honest, <laughs> that's something Vince McMahon would do. But Dave's not on contract anymore, so I, I think Big Dave's independent. But if if you have somebody more recent or The Rock, well, he's still a wrestler though. Yeah, he wrestled. He, I think he wrestled. Did he wrestle this summer already? I don't know. I don't really pay attention to wrestling. I much think they occasionally movie. bring him in as like a guy. I don't. Oh, apparently uh, John Cena was going to is going to be the peacemaker. Okay, huh. I have no idea who that is because it's DC. He is he's one of the Charlton heroes. Aha. Oh, okay. Um, kind of wears a helmet that looks like half Doctor Who Cyberman, half toilet seat. <laughs> what? Oh, this. I hope he's ridiculous, because John Cena is good at comedy. And he's the guy the comedian was based on in Watchmen. Ah, okay. Ah, that that, I understand. I understand Charlton heroes when you translate them into Watchmen. Yeah. I mean, Looks to like be fair, Beetle. I... Blue, Blue Beetles had a life of his own. But everybody else is yeah. incredible. <laughs> I have some Mary. fondness for the the question. Anyway... Oh, the question, well, yeah, I guess he, oh yeah, I always forget he's Rorschach, because he's better than Rorschach. But then again, there's there's like five different guys that are sort of these masked, noir dude who solves mysteries and bullshit. Anyway, at, at some point in here, um, Fowler calls the, the Viacons toasters. Isn't that a slur? Is that a slur? <laughs> Robots. I mean, that, that, they use that on Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Well, well, th- there it's very clearly an insult. Mm-hmm. Here, well, I mean, yes. better than that. I, mean, I feel it- like when they're attacking you, you're allowed. I guess. Anyway, uh, so he uh, Fowler. Uh, anyway, June is driving to the base. She gets attacked by a vehicon, and her immediate response is not to get out of the car, but just to honk at it. Yes, <laughs> it's it's like a white. This is the one that I definitely thought looked like an auto trooper. I was like, why is there this random white vehicon all of a sudden? Where did it come from? <laughs> yeah, because I think the other ones are all the, the silvery white, but this might be the only one we get yeah, like they're... a close-up to see like what he looks like. Yes. In robot mode, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, this vehicon is thankfully shot by Fowler, and then Fowler rescues June, taking her in his helicopter. Yes. It's very romantic. It's not actually portrayed in a romantic fashion, but I'm just going to... But declare. stay tuned for next season, though. <laughs> That's what happens when you let Greg Weissman write things. Uh, Suddenly there's shipping. Shipping and possibly also Keith David. He can't not ship things. 
It's just, it's, it's like me trying to write things. I can't complain that, that I'm on the oh. same page. This show could have used a Keith David, but I don't know what character you would have him as. I mean... An I, Insecticon. Or he's like, I don't know, Fowler's brother or something. Yeah. Mm. I would not be shocked if oh, Keith... Fowler's brother from the Navy or something. Right, I wouldn't be totally. shocked if if like Keith David and Ernie Hudson had played brothers in something at some point. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of. I don't. I don't think they've ever been in a movie together. Oh. That well, go happen. research that. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, uh, they appear to be in whatever Pastor Brown is. I don't know what that oh, is. is it, it also is features it a movie or a show. It also features Michael B. Jordan and Monica. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, what is it? And weirdly it? enough, um, let's see, is this the same actor actress I'm thinking of? Yes, weirdly enough, it has both Keith David and the actress who played Elisa on Gargoyles. Oh, oh. nice. That's cool. Anyway, so, um, so they, you know, they escape the Decepticon horde, but Wheeljack is not so lucky because he just gets shot down by uh, by Starscream. No, the jackhammer. Yeah, which conveniently crashes Alas. behind a rock formation, so you don't really see it crash. Yeah. So they don't have to make a crash model of it. Well, that, and so you know, we leave it ambiguous as to whether Wheeljack has survived <laughs> to appear in next season. <laughs> to queer bait in another season. They, they had to see if uh, Hasbro was still selling that toy next year. Yeah, yeah. Kill them all and let Hasbro sort them out. Yeah, that, that this this ending almost does that, but not quite. I almost wish it went more for that, because I love that crazy stuff in Beast Wars. Like, I just think it look like the Autobots <laughs> lose, or the Maximals lose. It'll be fun. We'll sort it out next year. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the the rest of the Autobots are heading out. Ratchet and Optimus, they're you know they're the last ones left. And Ratchet tells or Autobot Optimus tells Ratchet, you know, you go. I'm going to stay and make sure they can't follow us. And Ratchet knows that means you know he's going to stay behind and blow and this die. and die. So Ratchet very sadly leaves. Aww. Prime destroys the space bridge and. Just in time for the nemesis to Independence Day, the Autobot base. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. It just blows the heck up. I, I think Harvey Firestein is looking up, like, oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the uh, so Megatron, Starscream, they poke around the rubble for a while. And uh, they they fail to notice that Prime's hand is just kind of sticking out of the burning debris here, but it's not looking too lively. No, yeah, he's like barely fifty feet away from them, and they're gloating. And Starscream is is being his most loyal suck up self in in the flames. It's it's great, but it's weird. Again, it's the body language. We're we're back to the very good body language in this. So he's being very. Oh, yeah. Subby. Also, pretty good line here. Starscream says, oh, this is the place, all right. And Megatron's, I'll oh, know. This was the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, 
Good job. Good job, guys. Good lines. Good. Yeah. Like, Starscream has a lot. Well, like you said, the body language. He has a lot of good hand posing. Like opening his hands yeah. earlier to get the keys, pointing. Oh to yes, the he's, he's Mr. Burning. He's Mr. Burnsing all the time. Oh, yeah. will Prime die? What is the secret of the evil planet Unicron? Well, we do know what the secret of the evil planet Unicron is at this point, but we don't know about if Prime will die. No. <sighs> I guess we'll find out whenever the next season starts. Maybe he just chopped his arm off and left it behind as a decoy. Actually, now I'm curious. Was the delay between, was the gap between this and the next episode longer or shorter than the gap between when we thought Bulkhead was dead <laughs> and the next episode? This was a, Probably. not a huge gap actually. The next, this aired November the 2nd and mm-hmm. this first aired in the US uh, March 22nd, 2013. Okay. Oh. I mean, that's about what you expect with, like, a season ending, whereas yeah. that was just the random-ass middle of the season. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, we get our dun-dun-dun. Yeah, that was Optimus. May to August, so about the same length of time. Okay, huh. except, yeah, again, that was actually a season ending and not a random break in the middle of the season with yes. a huge cliffhanger for no apparent reason, mm. except they hate you. Yes. All right, so that is it for season two of Transformers Prime. Kind of an, an unusual season in that, again, there was a big gap in the middle of it. We yeah. killed off a bunch of recurring characters. We had two clip shows. Yeah. Yay. Please. It was, you know, it was a pretty, I mean, as far as, I guess, you know, it was about as long of a season as we'd get in uh, in Beast Wars, but mm-hmm. it did feel like a pretty long season. Yes. Uh, especially for a CG show. Uh, we had clear uh, budgetary stretches and places and, but you know, it, it, it was a pretty lot, a lot happened. A lot happened in this season. It was pretty yeah. fun. We got, like, lots of different MacGuffins, and then, like, a new set of MacGuffins. Uh, we we had a cutie show up uh, and have his character arc. Uh, so, Go ridiculously yeah, it fast. Was, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot this season. Yes. I... It was uneven, like, there were some really good, ep- like, this was a really good episode. There were some other really good episodes, but then it had the two clip shows, and some other episodes just seemed odd or kind of drag. Like, as a whole, it's okay, but, eh, it has a lot of dips and valleys. Or peaks and valleys. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, I'm not, like... In in general, I'm not a fan of the whole MacGuffin chase sort of plot line, unless, like, in Armada, the MacGuffins are adorable. Uh, but, but, yeah, it was, you know, it, a, lot of, a lot of good things, a lot of interesting things happened, a lot of fun episodes, uh, that, that part where Megatron threw us the Viacon. <laughs> so it was... It was a good season. Yeah. I would give it a a solid B. Yeah, it's a solid B. And uh, we're going to see something interesting from from next season, is it is half the length of this. 
Mm-hmm. Oh. oh no. And, and also, uh, I, I haven't seen like half of these episodes. I don't think I saw the next oh, episode wow. at all. Oh, did you yeah, see well, the movie? I did see the movie when we get into the beastie stuff. I did see. It's just that, like, okay, somewhere in season two, I fell off and I missed a chunk. I did see this this end, but then I guess I just wasn't paying attention when it eventually came back, or didn't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was definitely watching it the whole time, but basically, any series like this, uh, the further along the episodes are the less likely I am to have rewatched them at any point. Yes. So that's, I, like, I know I watched season three, and I cannot tell you very much at all about it, except that there's a Greg Weissman episode, and it's a very Greg Weissman episode. <laughs> I, all I know is, like, I sort of know the ending, and Bumblebee does some cool stuff. Yes. And there's something to do with... I. All I remember is a shot, arachnid on the moon. I don't know how or why, but I know it happens. <laughs> it yes. happens indeed. Yes, actually, someone posted that as a response to something I was saying on Twitter this week about being, being the the king of the space space vampire robots on on a moon. So, Which you know, is- normal Twitter conversations. It's an odd thing, but it's a thing that well, I was in a YouTube video I saw recently that it's a mythological thing that apparently a lot of mythical women end up on the moon because they did not want to be in a marriage or a relationship with a dude. Oh, that sounds great. I, I'll have to <laughs> have a lesbian commune on the moon. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, like, it's more or less thing. familiar with the with the moon rabbit thing, but I I was not aware that this was yeah. well, across cultures and also clearly lesbian. Well, in, uh, in Greek mythology... Uh, Go on. Oh, well, uh, just Apollo is the masculine god of the sun, whereas the uh, moon is represented by Artemis, the, uh, the yeah. feminine goddess. Right, uh, which is who the, the little girl robot in... Beast Wars Neo is named yes. for. And also one of the oh, cats yeah. on Sailor Moon, although possibly the yes. boy cat. Yes, the boy cat for mm. some reason. Well, that's confusing. Oh. Well, no, the, the video I saw, it was, it was like talking about a Chinese myth of a married god couple that got exiled to Earth, and then there was an elixir of immortality to go back, but something went screwy, and the wife ended up on the moon, and, and the man died on Earth as a mortal. It was weird and then of I course mean, in uh, fair, modern mythology uh rita repulsa lives on the moon yes. <laughs> and then she marries a man with no skin <laughs> i i do acknowledge that there is a difference between not wanting to marry a man and not wanting to marry this man in particular so yeah i i accept that some of these may have just been fleeing from a very particular marriage situation and not just straight relationships in general. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, th- I think Rita actually magic Zed into wanting to marry her. Remember, oh, right, I didn't watch right. that much Power Rangers. Or something involved. Oh, there. yeah. And, the, and they, they get they married in a married. traditional Jewish ceremony. Yes, Zed is Jewish, because, okay, sure. <laughs> 
what the hell? That's random. Well, Saban is Jewish, so. Well, it turns out he lost all his skin in a botched circumcision. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, no. I, I realize that the producers <laughs> behind the series are, are Jewish, so it's not like it, it doesn't feel like one of those, the Scott, and he's not like Jewish coded. So that's no. why just having him randomly be Jewish is kind of hilarious yeah. and not weird and offensive. I vaguely recall that his voice actor is Jewish. Oh. That, that may be the case. That is weird, but it's also made by weird, but when, at, at the end, well, at the end of their arc, uh, Rita and Zed get turned fully human, although she kind of was human to begin with, and he ends up being a tall, white, <laughs> preppy looking dude. In like a sweater. Well, that is his. That is his voice actor. Oh, I, uh-huh. I don't know what it actually was because I know Rita went through like three, a few voice actors. There was a few different actresses who filled in for her in the American footage. I think she went through two voice actors, maybe, or I maybe just remember because I'm not that much into Power Rangers. I just know lots of trivia for no reason. <laughs> I vaguely recall she's played by one of her actors. Yeah. Mm, okay. uh, just without the giant, you know, hairpiece and cone boobs. Yeah. 90% of my takeaway was that I was attracted to Trini the Yellow Ranger, but also the Red Dragon Thunder Zord. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a good sword. being a teenager was very confusing. I mean, it's not as good as the, uh, the Green Dragon Zord, because, oh, that, it's... The best Mecha Godzilla design ever. <laughs> it wasn't attractive. It well, was. I guess that depends what you're missiles. into. <laughs> I mean, listen, guy who can use a, a dagger, guy who can play the flute, get you a man who can do both. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, uh, I believe this podcast is about uh, Transformers Prime. Yes. Yeah, we... we... That was a weird. That was a fun diversion, uh, though. Yeah, this uh, this episode and this season are now over. Finished. Yes. And this episode is nearly over, but you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, uh, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting fees and other expenses. That is at patreon.com/slash iaconunderground. Uh, at this point, we should have our episode up for June, which is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It better be, because this is the episode that's coming out at the end of the month. <laughs> I think I will have finished editing it by <laughs> yes. then. Yeah, $1 yes. a month, and, you uh, get that. And 26 other episodes, half of which are like summer blockbuster things. The other stuff is random or anime. Two of which are Transformers the Movie. Yes, two of which are the same discussion of Transformers the movie that took three hours. <laughs> Somehow twice as long as the actual runtime of the movie. There's so much to talk about. I mean, I don't even think we even got into the fact that uh, when Cup and Rodimus are in jail, that some of the destroyed robots in the background are mobile suits from Gundam Zeta. Yes, uh, some of our friends with the wiki have been uh, piecing through those carefully uh, with the nice sharp Blu-ray version. Yeah, they've been zaprudering them. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, w- next episode, it is a mystery. Uh, well, ne- next next episode will most likely be the Gridman episode, if scheduling 
Ah, Superhuman like. Samurai Cyberpod with with a special guest. Hopefully. I uh, I personally <laughs> like the idea of us doing uh, an episode or, or some something of Transformers Go, uh, because oh. I frequently tend to forget that that even existed. And we may also be covering a, an episode of a totally unrelated show that also features the first time that two cast members of Transformers Prime intersected. What could it be? <gasps> yeah, probably, uh, yeah. Th- there will be th- there will be a Gridman episode coming out, and then there will be a between yes. seasons episode of something. Maybe not yes. in that. It will order. be a surprise. Maybe I'll post a Twitter poll. Yeah. We will see. It might be a surprise to us. Yeah, we might just show up one day all having watched different things, and it'll be <laughs> strange and embarrassing for everyone. That, that is probably going to happen one of these times eventually, but I, th- there is one thing we did mention at one point maybe doing that we're probably doing, maybe, that Rob talked about. Mm. Ooh, exciting. But yeah, and, and then we'll go back to, then we'll eventually get on to season three, some point next month. Yes. I'll, I'll go pick up one of the DVD copies of Beast Hunters that's sitting in the, like, $8 bin at the grocery store. Oh, yeah, I have to make sure I actually have that. I think I do, but I'm not positive. <laughs> it's I think, not hard if to anything, I think it's on Netflix. Oh. Oh, okay. I think, I think it's the first season of Transformers Prime and the Beast Hunters movie. So, Aha. yay! Hopefully that's still on. Actually, there's a bunch of stuff I need to get. So to bad luck if you're a kid trying to watch that, and you you just got like this. You just miss like two seasons of stuff in the middle. Yes, it's fine. None of yeah. that mattered. None of that was important. I, gotta, I have to catch up on things on Netflix, like Agaretsuko and or something else that came out yes. recently. Uh, Is it uh, Evangelion? New of Jessica Jones. Is it Evangelion? Oh, yeah, that too. Because I think it's Evangelion. No, no, it's not Evangelion. That's a show I do not need to watch ever again. I think it should be Evangelion. I'm a little curious. I've I've never seen it. I do not need to be reminded that the main characters in that series are 14 years old, and all the fan art is going to come back again, and it's going to be even creepier this time because I'm way older. Oh, dear. It's going to be filthy. Yeah, well, that's the internet. That's why Hideaki Anno hated the fans. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with him. As a great man once said, anime was a mistake. <laughs> yes! Yeah, but he was wrong. But he was right, but he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I I'd actually don't think he actually said that, if I remember correctly. Ah. Uh. Not, probably not. I think Someone probably said Jennifer. that, but it was probably some rando on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David.